Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. I am, I must say, I mean, I, I, I really enjoy postseason baseball. I would border on saying I love postseason baseball. It yep. is, it's wonderful to watch and for what, what can be often cashed out as sort of drudgery or, you know, just eternally long, the game in some scenarios, certainly the season in others, becomes just drenched with drama when it's the postseason, and particularly, of course, when you get to these decisive Game 5s, of which we are treated to three of this year. One coming up, by the way, after our show, we're going to send you right out to Houston for the Astros-Tampa Bay Rays Game 5. But last night, two absolutely all-timers for completely different reasons. The uh, uh, St. Louis Cardinals score, hello, count them up, 10 runs in the first dang inning of the baseball game in Atlanta, effectively ending the game before it's even begun. I mean, before even St. Louis has had to throw one pitch, the game is over. Remarkable. 13-1 the final ultimate. It was 13 nothing, by the way, in the third inning uh, of all things. So the the St. Louis uh, Cardinals absolutely roll. And I mean, talk about just the most anticlimactic, the all the air out of the balloon 10 minutes into the baseball game right. last night in Atlanta and then the the reverse of that in Los Angeles last night where the Dodgers are up and cruising and Walker Bueller is throwing a it did he didn't he wasn't throwing he didn't mess he he threw a gem last night mm-hmm. held uh the uh the the Washington Nationals who are the who they're the franchise that has found ways to lose to come up short to come up small in the postseason the Nationals are down 3-1 in the 8th inning and out walks Clayton Kershaw and my goodness gracious 
if he doesn't do the thing that you go, it can't possibly happen again. And it does. Clayton Kershaw has pitched. I, I, I was looking at this. I retweeted it. But it's something like 6,700 innings of regular season baseball has never, ever given up back-to-back home runs. He's done it twice in the postseason. And once was last night, up 3-1, he's got two batters, and in two pitches, he gives up two bobs, and the game is tied, and he walks off, and he looks like he has been struck by lightning. I mean, he is, is as amazed as he can get. Now, here's what we want to do. Riley doesn't know that we're going to do this to him right now. David, call him, okay? <laughs> Our good friend, you know who he is, Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz. Uh, is the biggest Dodgers fan that I know, and he's one of the biggest baseball fans, period, that I know. He was in Los Angeles at the game. Did he go to the game? At the game. Because I called him on Monday to see if, because I thought you were, I thought your death was uh, in, in, imminent. Uh, when I was golfing? Played yes. 100 holes. Yeah. So I uh, I called him to say, hey, I might need an emergency backup for some two-tail and Corcoran action. <laughs> he said, sorry, dude. Uh, I'm playing golf in sunny Los Angeles. So here, here we go. He doesn't know we're calling him, and he's he's going to be so, so upset. I mean, oh, he, he's got it. He's got to answer his phone. He's got to answer. He's in love. You've reached the voicemail. Oh, okay, okay, so, okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to try it one more time. Let's call him one more time. If we can't get through uh, to him, uh, we will we will leave him a message. We'll have some fun with our buddy Riley. Uh, because he's got a uh, uh, he's got an answer for this. You know what I mean? Because nobody nobody cares more about these Dodgers than Riley does. I mean, he's just always there. He's so dedicated to go to the games, to fly to Los Angeles, and to watch this happen. It's how we doing, Riley Corcoran is to tell Nuanas before you start <laughs> swearing. You are on live radio. Oh, You're on live man. radio. And we could not let this occasion pass with you in Los Angeles and Dodger Stadium last night to watch it unfold. Now I must say, listen, I don't, I don't, I, I don't care one way or the other about the Dodgers. I don't love them. I certainly don't hate them. I felt so awful for every Dodger fan last night watching this game. I mean, I just it, it was the most one of the most crushing things I've had. And now, of course, I call you and I stick it to you live on radio like this, like a big jerk that I am. But I mean, my goodness, what in the world with Kershaw back to back bombs in the eighth and then a grand salami in the tenth? I mean, this is just remarkable. Well, first off, it's great to be talking with you guys. Now that, that, that for, for, so thank you, thank you so much for the call. I mean, it's uh, oh, guys, it's all in love. To, to wrap it all up, it was absolutely the worst nightmare possible because we're going through it, right? And I told you guys this through the regular season that 162 games, you know, it, it didn't really matter for the Dodgers until October. You're setting it up. You know, it's all about the bullpen and uh, six outs to go. It was painful, and I'll admit, when Howie Kendrick hit the home run, well, first off, when Joe Kelly comes out in the 10th inning, you're kind of wondering, okay, the game's already over anyway. So, I don't know, fellas, there's so many emotions going through. It was the biggest gut punch I've ever had being a, a fan in general right it there. And, and you could, Oh, it was. And to, to feel the, the stadium empty out the moment the grand slam happened, the, the range of emotions from high to low, hey, it's why we love sports, number one, but oh my gosh. It, I, I imagine this will be the first of many. I, I had plenty of texts last night with 
some good-natured ribs. And just so you know, this is this would be the first time I'm actually talking about it. So let's call this my first therapy session yes. oh, right. from the Dodgers losing. So thank you, guys. This is the only reason I participate in this show. It's for my daily therapy. you got to tell us about Kershaw, man, because, I mean, this has reached the point where, th- I mean, you feel horrible for the guy. When he sat up at the press conference last night, he said, everything you guys think about me is true right now. What a, th- what a oh, thing to say. I mean, it was brutal watching it. Brutally honest, and for him facing the media first off, he's got to get an attaboy because that, that's the first thing to, to want to sit there and talk. could be the worst thing possible. But as far as the mantra, it's, it's hard to get over the fact that I don't know mentally how you overcome this hurdle. I mean, we all know he's one of the best in the game. We all know that his stuff has deteriorated where he has become a different pitcher, and, and it's almost like they psyched up this appearance too much. I mean, the sense right. of after game four that they already had mentioned, okay, Kershaw is going to piggyback Bueller. Well, why even put that kind of pressure on either guy or even Dave Roberts for that fact that it's already planned out. You're thinking about it for 48 hours. I'm just trying to get in the mind of a former pitcher of, of how, well, it was probably for Kershaw, but oh my gosh, that, that pitch that he threw to Soto, I think it's still in orbit right now. The uh- the second home run that was given, that thing was just a fat slider right over the plate. I mean, you see Kershaw's reaction. He doesn't even look up. He just goes straight to his knees like like the ball hit him. I mean, that's how he reacted. <laughs> now, Dave Roberts is getting crushed today over what over his managing of this game yesterday. I think bringing in Kershaw, like, okay, you talked about, well, you know why he put the pressure on, but I mean, he's bringing in the best lefty he's got to face the two best lefties on the Nationals team in a huge spot, and you, I mean, that's a hundred times out of a hundred it seems to me that you do that in that place. I mean, you can't just worry about the history of a guy, it seems to me. But then the Joe Kelly in the 10th is the one. And when I'm sitting there and the bases are loaded and they do the the the, 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 the walk, you know, the intentional walk to load them up and there's no outs. And I'm sitting there going, Dodger fans have to be going, how did we get to this point where Joe Kelly is now pitching two bases loaded, no out in the 10th inning when we were on our way to the championship series? But, I mean, with and, and who never – I mean, Kenley Jansen, among many others, never even took the hill yesterday and are sitting there, you know, ripe as roses, waiting for their chance, which they never got. And that's the nightmare situation we're all talking about. Is Dodgers fans, first off, back to the Roberts deal, he was getting crushed, of course, walking out of the stadium. I made the long walk home. I did not want to go through Uber or anything right. else. I walked Just an like hour, hour and 20 minutes. Oh <laughs> I did. I did. And, and no joke, guys. It, it was like two miles through dark alleys. It was. I mean, it was an hour and 20 minutes late at night in L.A. I had to walk home. I needed to walk Nobody home. Nobody was going to harass you, though, because you were oh. crying. You, oh. they, they were like, this this guy has experienced the tragedy. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're not messing with this guy today. It's okay. But for Robert, I, he is getting absolutely crushed, and he's the easy one to blame right away. And I'm with you, Ryan. I, I don't think that going to Kershaw was the bad mistake there. He was trying to get three batters. It just so happened that two of them hit home runs. So, okay, we understand that. The, the head scratcher to me, how on earth do you not go to Kenley Jansen right. in the right. 10th inning? I mean, Joe Kelly was the biggest nightmare for the Dodgers. I mean, he's already with 9 or 10 through the first three months of the season. You're thinking, oh, my gosh, are they going to cut him? Well, they kept him going. He had a nice little run and a little bit of overconfidence, I thought. In the ninth inning, sure, he looked great, but he was facing 6, 7, and 8 in the order. Nine. He was facing the bottom half of the order, and you're sitting with a prime opportunity in a tie game 
to put Kenley Jansen in. They played California Love in the stadium. That everyone would have gotten re-energized again in a three-three game. And so that to me is the biggest one. How on earth is Kelly on the mound? Then that's the first decision. Number two, after the leadoff double, how do you not go to Jansen? And then even number three, how do you load the bases after the intentional walk and still keep Kelly on the mound? I just don't. I don't get it with Kenley Jansen waiting and warm. So. I don't know if firing Dave Roberts is the absolute answer here. It's the immediate overreaction, but uh, I, it, that makes no sense what they did with keeping Kelly out there and, and leaving Jansen in the bullpen. Well, the good news is that uh, it was only one of two devastating National League games yesterday, but I got I got to ask you this. I mean, the Dodgers have been right there on the brink for three years in a row. This is obviously the most heartbreaking way for them to lose, um, but – when they're spending this kind of money and they have the core that they got, where do you go from here? Well, great question. I think that you have to – baseball is a funny sport with the way the playoffs work out, right? I mean, you right. play all season long. and It's not like the Dodgers have to totally rebuild, but you have to ask yourself, what pieces are we missing here? So if it's bullpen, I would think that was the obvious answer. They've got the young core. I don't think that drastic changes are, are what need to be made, and that, in some turn, that's probably the most difficult part about this. The guys in the front office, the analytics guys, are looking at it. Okay, we won 106 games. That's more than any Dodger team in the history of the franchise has won. We made it to game five against a, a decent national team, and we had a two-run lead in the eighth inning. We had six outs to go. That's how close they really were, and that's kind of how fickle baseball is. So, as far as what they do from here, I would really like to get a, a nice bullpen arm with the with the exception of that, I just don't know how you absolutely kind of restart. It's just the, the most frustrating thing. And if there's ever one day where I could overreact and say blow up the farm, it would be today. And I'm still not, <laughs> and I'm still not, and I'm still not doing it because at the end, I mean, at the end of the day, they had one of the best seasons that could happen. It's just oh. That's why we love and hate baseball. Riley, you're a prince for picking up an unknown number <laughs> coming through to you and then letting us pile on on live radio and state oh, TV. How about, to the, do how about this? this? The you. nicest guy I in the mean, state of Montana. We do ever, the meanest thing ever. ever. Put him on uh, live radio terrible, for therapy. Terrible. Uh, Riley, I'll tell you what. There's some guys on the Grizz with some bumps and bruises we know. No one needs the bye week more than you, my friend. You relax Thank you. and you take it easy and you recoup and then, you know, off to Sacramento. So you, you, we, 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 we we are thinking of you today, okay? We appreciate you guys. Thanks for the first therapy session. There'll be many. Trust me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, at Voice of the Grizz on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we, we well, we're good buddies with Riley. He does a great job. And uh, he's the only person we know that was in the stadium. And he is, I mean, he, he loves the Dodgers. He loves them. He's a comp- he's it is not like a uh, oh I mean we all we all have what our hobby is or what yeah, we spend yeah. our expendable income on. Riley Kirkin goes to the country club to play golf and goes to L.A. to watch the Dodgers. That's it. That's what he does. That's what he does. And uh, and so it is. I mean, truly, I don't know if I've ever felt. I don't know if I can say this definitively, but I, I don't know that I've ever felt worse about a game for a fan base or so that I wasn't personally caring about. Like none of this was about anything that I have any connection to whatsoever. But when you see it go like that and you go, oh, oh my goodness, that is, I mean, that's as bad as it gets. That's as bad as it gets. It's a stunner. And uh, that's Riley helping us out, showing us the way. <laughs> some some guys are easy to root for. Some guys are easy to root against. But, you know, a guy like Clayton Kershaw, he, he has been so good during his career. And it's equal parts bizarre and unfortunate that, 
his reputation has been impacted so heavily by just the the way that this has transpired. It, it, it's so crazy it how is. in baseball, right. the way that this postseason can impact your legacy. I mean, Clayton Kershaw is one of the great postseason, or excuse me, one of the great regular season pitchers of all time. And the fact that he's been not up to snuff in the postseason, it's the thing that he's going to be remembered for, and that's really unfortunate. It's it's super unfortunate, and it's I don't know that it's unfair, but it it's it unless it changes, you know, at some Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that we don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. Kershaw has had a couple outstanding performances uh, in the postseason, but they have been undone by crippling failures at at, at times. And, and so that is the thing, you know, until he has to, he has to win a ring. They have to win a World Series, and he has to and How's that going to happen, though? Because the thing is, though, I think it's past the point of no return, because say that now, say the Dodgers were to win a World Series next year or the year after. I think that's probably the window. I think he maybe sure. maybe has two or three years left. Yeah. But he's not in his prime anymore, so he's not going to get as much credit. Well, it, it, so much about it is is winning while you're in your prime. Like if he is just part of a World Series team, no one's going to be like, "Well, Kershaw overcame and pitched him to a World Series title." Unless he does. Unless I mean, he does. Right. No. To, totally. Uh, but the thing is, when you watch him pitch now, like Riley said, he doesn't have the stuff that he used to have. Yeah. That's and that, he doesn't. He's still. One of the best in the business. Oh no doubt, right no now. doubt. But is the is, pitching is distinctly different than any other position because when your arms flopping all over the place and you can't turn your head, you can still win a Super Bowl if you're Peyton Manning because you can rise to the moment. Mm. If you're John Owen, you're 38 years old and you're in it for the last time, you can still you know take off one last time and do the helicopter dive and you know get that first down and you can punch it in and get that Super Bowl. Once you lose your stuff in baseball, man, it's pretty much gone. Yeah. But he's not, I mean, he hasn't, we're not there yet. Like in the next year or two, he could still come through and, and, and dominate in a, in a world series and maybe be the last guy on the mound. I mean, imagine if, imagine if he comes out in a game seven on short rest of a world series and pitches a ninth inning and wins, you know, and closes it. I mean, that would go a long ways regardless of how he had pitched to the series or whatever if he did that it would 
it would go a long way to eliminate it. But the, the, the likelihood of that scenario ever transpiring is already just so limited. Right. A good point from our producer, David. He said some of these same things were being said about Justin Verlander when he sort of hit the skids with the Tigers. Mm. Look at him now. Mm. I mean, he bounces back and... I mean, he might be the Cy Young Award winner this year. I mean, he, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. Although this year. he did not get it done in Game Four against the Rays, right? Which is and why we and, got and that's the crazy part too. Yeah, I think that that's the beauty and the tragedy of baseball all mm. at once. Is you really can win 106 games, and then if you lose three out of five, it's over. Yeah. I mean, the Minnesota Twins had the greatest season they've had since Curry Puckett. Yeah. And and it's I don't. I didn't even watch a second of the series because it was just over. It was just yeah. bam, 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 over, swept. Over three. It's you're done. Uh, let me ask you this: Two Tail Nuwana's one hundred two ninety ESPN Radio, and it might seem like an obvious question. I don't think it's as obvious as it looks. I'm not going to ask you which loss last night was a bigger heartbreaker. That is no question. But bigger disappointment: the Atlanta Braves or the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers are the ones because of the way it transpired where everybody's talking about it. Right. But you tell me in a game five at home, you will show up to the park and you don't even get a chance to 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 go to the plate and the game is over. Right. No. Ten runs, an all time postseason record. You give it up in the first inning and 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 this thing is done. I mean, how could it be more deflating than that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely from a fan perspective better though, because you can just turn the TV off and be like, "I'm done with it. it." Well, yeah, I mean, if you're but if you're in the park, who did I, I run mean, into? I ran into somebody who was a Braves fan. I can't remember where it was last night, and the game had only started and it was already over. And it's they, over. They were like, "Yeah, I'm just going to the grocery oh, store." I, I called Robert. He's like, "Hey, man, I got some free time." I he's he's a Cardinals fan. Yeah. I'm thrilled to death about this whole thing. Hey, let's go to the phones. Eric wants to talk Dodgers. Eric, uh, well. If you want to talk Dodgers, it probably means you're a Dodger fan, so I guess I'll start with I'm sorry. What's going on, man? I've been a Dodger fan since 1969 when I went to my first game at age four. Wow. And, and I, I bleed Dodger blue. And last night, well, actually all season, Kershaw is a regular season pitcher. He does not have what it takes to pitch in the postseason. You think it's Your mental or what? Or whatever. Can't do the big stage, but he can't. He just he just can't handle it. And uh, Joe Kelly, hot and cold. Uh, Baez was uh, schizophrenic all year. Jansen is a one trick pony. And ultimately, to me, the blame for the season is the front office because they did nothing to improve the pitching staff. They brought in two utility type people, one for second base and one for first, and neither one of them ended up contributing much and uh, it just isn't uh, very good i don't know if roberts will be able to retain his job or not i you know i don't have a clue like that uh, ultimately i think this is friedman's fault to tell you the truth because he did absolutely nothing during the offseason or during the season to improve the pitching and the bullpen which was the two glaring areas they needed help in yeah, Eric, appreciate the call, man. And I again, our hearts out to Dodgers Nation as just sports fans around here because that's as hard as it is to take. I I don't listen. Getting rid of Dave Roberts is is not the answer to me. I I think very highly of Dave Roberts uh, in general. And and I look, I'm not going to sit here and be able to tell you, oh, well, this manager is obviously better. or He should have done this. I don't know the rosters, the the schemes, the feeling, all that. I get the Joe Kelly thing and why everybody's on him about that. Fine. Okay, but nonetheless, he's a guy who is, yeah, I mean, he's 
Benton, the manager of the Dodgers in two straight World Series, two two straight World Series. And though they've lost those, obviously that's not what you want to have happen. I think Dave Roberts is a guy who's really well liked in 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 uh, by his team. And listen. Obviously, there are better managers and worse managers, but I would say that baseball is probably the sport in which liking the guy in charge is more important than any of the other sports. Like, if you are a guy, and I don't mean like, like, hey, buddy, buddy, or whatever necessarily, but a guy whose enthusiasm kind of permeates the club and they're they're excited and happy to go to work every day. It's a grind, man, to go out there and play 162 games of baseball every year, postseason, preseason, spring training, all of that kind of stuff. You need to have somebody, it seems to me, that has that that can give you a little bit of juice as you go to get you there, in addition to all of the requisite baseball stuff. Seems to me that Dave Roberts has that. I think he's done a great job. The the Dodgers also have an outstanding roster. I mean there's a lot of managers that could be successful with the Los Angeles Dodgers, you know, finances that they're spending on the guys that they've got and, you know, notwithstanding maybe some pitching deficiencies or whatever. I mean, there's there's 26 teams that would kill to have the Los Angeles Dodgers roster in their town, you know, in their team. And so the Dodgers are going to be good as long as they got this group together, um, but not doing enough, as as Eric alluded to, to get it done when it matters. You know, that's, that's what the goal of a team like this is. I mean, it's a World Series or bust for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Going to the postseason isn't – is it, it, it feels like – it should be a foregone conclusion for a team as talented as the Dodgers are, and then to lose at home uh, in that fashion calls into question a whole lot of things. So I understand that. It's the it's the conundrum facing baseball right yes. now because if you spend two hundred million dollars or more, if you do not win the World Series, it is a failure. Yes, and if you miss the playoffs, it is a disaster, like Correct. the Red Sox did. Yep, yep, no doubt. Uh, it's two telling the us one two nine ESPN Radio. By the way. All time now, ALDS game fives. The home team now eleven and twenty. They crazy. were eleven eight and eighteen yesterday. Crazy, now crazy. they're eleven and twenty. Uh, so by the way, now the Dodgers fell. They were the. I mean, I think they were everybody's favorite favorites in the National League to go to the World Series. They're out. Guess who everybody's favorite is in the American League? The Houston Astros. They're hosting a game five tonight. Oh my. Okay, oh my, that's all I'll say about that. I mean, you sit there and go, this is the team that was the odds-on favorite to win the whole kit and caboodle. They got Garrett Cole going, their ace, or one of their aces. They have a couple of aces against Tyler Glass now in the Rays. Doesn't exactly incite a lot of fear, but all of a sudden, the Rays go home, they win two, and now they have a chance to walk it off in Houston. Be very nervous if I was the uh, Houston Astros. That game's going to be on ESPN Radio, right? As soon as we're done here, we'll send you down to uh, Houston for it. Sutel Nuanas, 129 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Montana State Bobcats, they're the only football team in the Big Sky Conference in the state of Montana playing this weekend. It's their homecoming game against Sacramento State. We'll go through some few more things about that as we get you set for uh, that game 48 hours from now. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. 
Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colter Nuanas. Here's some sports news for you. Ed Califat, an Anaconda Copperhead basketball legend, star player for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, and a first-round pick of the Minnesota Lakers, died on Monday at age 86. Califat was named the number 19 greatest sports figure for Montana by Sports Illustrated in SI's last issue of the 20th century in December of 1999. Califat was a three-time All-State selection at Anaconda, leading the Copperheads to the 1948 state title and scoring a school record 1,636 points and marked that stood for 59 years. After three years at Minnesota, starting center Califat was the number nine overall selection by the Lakers in the 1954 NBA draft. The 6'6 center averaged 7.1 points and 5.7 rebounds per game in his three seasons in the NBA. On the heels of back-to-back Big Sky Conference championships and NCAA tournament appearances, the Montana men's basketball team is now in line for a major facilities upgrade. The program will receive not only a renovated locker room, but an expanded space that will feature a player's lounge, a coach's lounge, and team meeting locker rooms. The plan announced Wednesday includes expanded spaces for the Hackney Athletic Equipment Center as well. Funding for the $2 million project will come entirely from private support. And finally, Helena Steer wrestler Ty Erickson closed the regular season with the number one world ranking. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. State hosting Sacramento State, 2 o'clock, SWX Montana Television, if you're looking for it. The only Big Sky Conference game in the state of Montana this weekend. The Grizzlies on a bye. Let's talk a little bit more about it. It's 2 Tell New Orleans, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. By the way, the FCS Speculators podcast uh is out episode three available now you can go listen to it david did a great job putting that together uh for us yesterday and getting that out there so uh the fcs speculators breaking down all the games in the big sky conference and several from around the country as well particularly with an eye on the uh, betting lines for these games so pretty fun really fun to do actually and uh and we're certainly happy to have that out there for all of you You and go listen to it uh, at your leisure if you're watching us on swx television or uh, on youtube you know we got our own youtube channel now the two tell new ones uh, channel. The, the question you should be asking yourselves is, how is it that Ryan Tutel, who looks like a 10 out of 10 every day, looks like a 12 out of 10 today? Right? Why do I look so dang good? Well, Because you finally bought yourself a real pair of shoes. No, I did not buy myself any shoes. No, my you wife, got some that you're wearing. My wife bought me a very uh, nice pair of shoes, which I appreciate very much. Thank you. And I will be wearing them tonight to the uh, Watson Children's Shelter uh, uh, fundraiser. Over at the uh, barn on Mullen. You know, it's free to go to that. Yeah, anybody can go. Food, dinner provided. Then you go down there. 
Anyway, I'll be down there from, uh, well, as soon as the show's over until it's over, 6 to 9.30, it's running. Uh, come on down if you're in the area. Come hang out, and uh, and au- we're going to auction off some professional tennis players. Do you know, Coulter, that tonight over there, there's four there's four tennis players in this auction who played and won matches in Grand Slam events. Really? In fact, one individual... Keep his name anonymous for the time being. It's fun to reveal it on the time. Won the French Open. Wow. Okay. So we're talking about there's there's regional pros, there's city pros, and then there's touring pros that are going to be down there at the uh, Barn on Mullen. So it's really, really fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a great time. So come hang out. And, and again, I mean, you're welcome, right? Not every day I get to get into the tie stuff, you know? Uh, Coulter, Montana State, homecoming this weekend. Uh, Bobcat Stadium against Sacramento State. Sacramento State, to me right now, my uh, Big Sky Conference power ranking is the number four team in the conference. When we're looking at this game, you and I, and you, you can go listen to this, us break it down, you know, all every way from Sunday in the FCS Speculators uh, podcast. You and I both have Montana State in this game. Montana State is really, really good. Sacramento State is the team, you know, we we were screaming from the rooftops, don't sleep on UC Davis, don't sleep on UC Davis. We know how good this team is. They're going to be good. you got to give them their respect. Then they showed up, and they haven't been as good as we thought that they were going to be. Sacramento State is, to me, a team that gets the same amount of respect roughly as UC Davis does. They're just sort of out there. They've always been either okay or bad. Not always, but often. And are sort of, you know, they're not a charter member of the conference. They're out there in California, and then they show up and they spray Pam or whatever on their jerseys, and, you know, it's kind of, you know, they're like, okay, that's, you know, tick the box game over. But this Sacramento State team this year under, under uh, uh, you know, Troy Taylor and the new coaching staff and with Kevin Thompson as the quarterback is also the number one scoring and total defensive team in the Big Sky Conference at the halfway point in the league. So this is, again, we're banging, you know, bang on the drum for this. This is a team that deserves a ton of respect. And Grizz fans, by the way, you should be watching this game because guess who you are going to play a week from Saturday, this very Sacramento State team. So they have an absolute bearcat of a schedule. I mean, they, they run through the – they have the hardest schedule in the Big Sky Conference, the uh, Sacramento State Hornets do. So it, it, there's just – it never, ever lets up for them. But that said, they're they're a good good football team. They are. They've always had talent. They've always it's been elusive for them to understand the concept of just truly knowing how to win. Sac State has more guys in the NFL right now than any other school in the Big Sky Conference besides Eastern Washington. I mean, Todd Davis, the starting middle linebacker for the Denver Broncos, went to Sacramento State. Most people don't even know that. I had lunch today with Cody Kirk, former Montana State running back. Down at Warden's Market, which, by the way, stay tuned. We'll give you some free stuff from Warden's here in just a quick minute. There you go. But I was, we were talking about this game, and I mentioned that two of the line, two of the inside linebackers, Todd Davis and Darnell Sankey, that Cody Kirk went against in his career, play in the NFL. And he's like, I had no idea. He's like, I remember they had all sorts of dudes, but I didn't know that because they've just stayed largely anonymous because team success has eluded them so much. But they've also had some of the best players in the history of the league. I mean, Charles Roberts is statistically no question the best player, the best running back in the history of the Big Sky Conference. He had three straight 2,000-yard seasons. I mean, his rushing record is so far out. I mean, he rushed for more than 2,000 yards more than Chase Reynolds. Think of that. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And, they've, and they've had all sorts of individual talent. 
And, they, and I mean, even to this day, you got DeAndre Carter on a pro. I mean, the DeAndre Carter's, I think, on the Ravens. He was one time on the Patriots. I mean, they have multiple guys in the league, and they've never really figured out how to find that intangible element of a close locker room. It's like Cody said. He said, the thing you knew about Sac State is they were always going to start games well, and they were always, always going to start seasons well. But if you ever got up on them, they would always fold. And if you, and that's how they've always operated during their seasons, too. These guys have played FBS games and played well in FBS games for years. So that's what I was always cautioning you. You know, them, them being in it with Arizona State and Fresno State, it doesn't surprise me because that's how Sac State always rules. And I'm so interested to see where they're at now because they're 3-2, they're and two. One win over a Southern Oregon team you should certainly beat. One win over a Northern Colorado team that's not good at all. And then one win over Eastern Washington team that's nowhere close to as good as we thought they were going to be. It's a prove-it game for Sacramento State, for sure. But you talk about maybe the guy who could hold the keys to changing the narrative, and that's Troy Taylor. Troy Taylor played quarterback at Cal in the 1980s. Then he was an assistant at Folsom High School for a brief moment and then he worked in the media. He was the sideline reporter for the Cal Bears radio station for seven years. Then he returned to coaching in 2012 at Folsom High School. And him and Chris Richardson were co-head coaches, and they had one of the great runs in the history of high school football anywhere in the country. The, during their four years together, they went 127-10. and 10. Think of that. Yeah, that's, mar- that's I mean, remarkable. They, Jake, Jake Browning, here's a stat for you. Jake Browning went on to... Uh, start for four years at the University of Washington. Jake Browning threw for more than 5,000 yards and more than 60 touchdowns in a season three times. <laughs> what? <laughs> he threw for 17,000 yards in his high school career. He threw 91 touchdowns his senior year. I don't care what the competition level is. That's not even possible. So the offensive designs were just so innovative. Yeah. And then everybody wondered when Troy Taylor finally made the jump back into the collegiate ranks, which he had been out of the collegiate ranks for 20-plus years. He goes to Eastern Washington, and what happens? He takes an offense that was already elite, and they just go gangbusters. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Gage Gruber's throw for 450 yards a game. The, one of the great debuts in the all of college football was them rolling out Troy Taylor's offense, and Gage Gruber throws for 475 yards against Washington State. Cooper Cup, Shaq Hill, and Kendrick Bourne all go over 100 yards, and they beat Wazoo in Pullman. That team then went all the way to the semifinals. They lost in heartbreaking fashion. They absolutely should have been in the national championship and maybe won the national championship. Cooper Cup, one of the greatest players in the history of this level of football, and Troy Taylor made him even a better player with that offense. And then Troy Taylor, after just one year at Eastern Washington, goes to Utah for two years, Pac-12 coordinator, but then he wants to return home. So he goes to Sac State, Folsom High School, just north of Sacramento. So he's really familiar with the area. He's a local legend. And he negotiated one of the most unprecedented contracts I've ever heard. Yeah. He got himself a 10-year guarantee. This guy's never been a college head coach. He got a 10-year guaranteed contract. I don't think that exists in Division One football right now. Yeah. If it does, maybe one or two. But I don't think anybody has a 10-year guaranteed contract. And then he did something really smart. He went out and got a bunch of assistant coaches that know the big sky like the back of their hand. His defensive coordinator is Andy Thompson, who played linebacker for the Grizzlies. and has been on Jerome Sauer's staff in Northern Arizona for the last 13 years. He went out and got... Craig Paulson, former Montana defensive coordinator, he's coaching the D-line down there uh, at Sac State. And Sac State's D-line is mean. George mm-hmm. Obina, one of the best edge guys in the league. Darren Choate's one of the best interior guys in the league. He also went out and got uh, Paul Wolf, as the, who former Wazoo Eastern Washington head coach. He was actually already at Sac State, retained him. He bought all his offensive guys from Folsom High School, so they have continuity as a staff. And then he went and got Cherokee Valeria from Eastern Washington, who was the number one recruiting coordinator in the Big Sky Conference. So he basically went and poached one of the three best DCs, 
a former one of the, I mean, arguably the best DC in Craig Paulson to get him to coach a different position. And then he goes against the best recruiting coordinator in the league too. So his staff is flush as well. All that said, Sac State has a lot of just what the history of the program has been to overcome if they actually want to be in the mix. And we'll see. It starts on Saturday in Bozeman. It does start Saturday in Bozeman because here's the thing. They beat Eastern Washington handily last week. Was it Northern Colorado that they opened? Uh, no, no, they didn't play Northern Colorado. Who they opened with? Or that was their? For, is that their first? It conference was not game? a. They've only played one conference game because they started with a bye. So the Northern Colorado game was a non-conference. Yeah, game. that's right. So, so they, they've only played one conference game officially. They beat Northern Colorado fifty to zero. Okay, they beat the pants off Northern Colorado. Then they played Eastern Washington, and that you know you look at that win. They won uh, by you know three scores against Eastern Washington. You go, okay, well, wow, that's. That's really impressive. But also, Eastern Washington has already been reeling. And so you go, okay, well, what is this team really? And I think that this weekend, this Saturday, is going to be a huge barometer for Sacramento State. Where are we at? The number six team in the nation at home on homecoming. And frankly, it's sort of a two-way street because I think it will be a bit of a test for Montana State, too, in terms of, well, you know, is – is the way we're doing things right now, especially offensively, sustainable? Something that we can continue doing and do successfully, a.k.a. win. Doesn't matter if it's by one or 100. Can we win doing it like this? And so, uh, you know, you'll find out because Sacramento State, as Jeff Choate said in his press conference, and I completely agree, this is the best FCS team they will have played yet this year. Probably not close. It's just so fascinating how the narratives throughout a season alter because so often some teams are so much better than you expect them to be, and so much some teams are so much worse. And right now, like when you go beat Southeast Missouri State when they're when they're the number twelve team in the country, that's a great win. But Southeast Missouri State is not the number twelve team in the country. They're not ever going to be again since that loss to Montana State. So the win's good, but it's not as good as being the number twelve team that's the number twelve team at the end of the year. Right. Montana might be experiencing that same thing with UC Davis. They beat the number four team in the country. But is UC Davis actually the number four team in the country, or are they number 30 in the country this year? You don't really know until it all plays out. But on the flip side, that's why games like this are so important, because I think coming into the year, you're looking at a team that went 0-7 in Big Sky Conference play last year. So when you're looking at your schedule on paper, check the box. Yeah. We're gonna there, There's one of the ones we're going to get. Sac State on homecoming, we got it. Yeah. And then you get to this point in the year, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Actually not. This yeah. is actually the best team we've played so right, far. Right. So it's going to be a great test for Montana State as well. The difficult thing, I know we got to get out, but the tough thing for Montana State on this culture is that it's kind of a it's kind of a darn if you do, darn if you don't scenario to me for Montana State because if they win, it's a great win, but it doesn't look as great as it actually is nationally because Sacramento State is unranked and they should be ranked, but they're not. And then if you lose, it looks like a horrendous loss because you lost to an unranked conference opponent who was 0-7 last year, even though it's a really good team. And so it, it, this is where, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it, but this, this is, where is also the, where the polls drive me crazy, exactly. man. Exactly. This is what I'm always right. spouting off about. Like, I, did, I mean, maybe it's my internal bias, but I truly think like North, Sacramento State is whipping North Carolina A&T. Yes. They yeah, are. I, I agree. I mean, I've not seen North Carolina A&T. But I don't care. I know that Sac State's better. Yeah. Elijah Dawson is the best player on the field. Kevin Thompson is the best player on the field when they play North Carolina and T. I know, I just know that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Quick break. We'll come back. Hey, let's do some high school stuff, especially the Double A State Golf Tournament. It uh, wrapped up, and uh, we'll go through the champions, but also just the situation, the circumstances of this tournament. Remarkable, especially for golf. We'll get to that. Some football stuff as well next. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. 
Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. To tell and nuance on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. I mean, if you're going to win a golf tournament in Montana, you might as well win it in the snow, you know? Where we are, it's 2 Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Before we jump into that, go Coulter, here's what we want to do. You know, it's a Thursday, it's a little chilly out, but it is sunny, and it's always a good time. My goodness, I mean, of all the things we give away, this is probably the one I'm into. Oh man, yeah, I, I had the, I didn't have the six pack part of this, but I did have the Sammy at lunch today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had, I had the, the reverse. <laughs> Lucky guy. Yeah. It's because you have a fundraiser tonight. Yeah, that's. Right. Uh, I had the TBLT, the turkey, turkey, mm. bacon, lettuce, and tomato. Delish. Three two nine one eight nine nine. Three two nine one eight nine nine. Right now, six pack and a sandwich from Warden's Market. Warden's Market. They're going to give you a six pack and a sandwich downtown. They got. Some of the best sandwiches you can get in the city of Missoula. And they have an unbelievable selection of wines, beers, all that kind of stuff. But not just the selection, also people who know what in the world they're talking about. They know this stuff. You go down there, you have them point you in the right direction. They're going to help you out. $10 uh, uh, for a, for an excellent, outstanding, top-shelf type of six-pack. And 10 bucks for a sandwich right here. 329-1899, six-pack and a sandwich. Courtesy of our friends over at Warden's Market. Golder time for a prep extra segment. It's presented by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. And the AA State Golf Tournament is in the books. And if you had an opportunity to see some of the pictures coming out of the <laughs> Metal Art Country Club in Great Falls, it was something else. On the 18th green, the game-winning hole, they are out there with brooms, shovels, whatever it is, trying to clear the snow out of the path of the ball so you could get up there and try and make a putt for the state championship because it all just went crazy. They delayed this by a week already because of the weather that was supposed to be coming in, and they still ended up finish this, finishing this thing in the snow. We had Dallas Neal on the ESPN Roundtable a couple weeks ago, and he told the great story of researching who was the worst punter in the NFL and then sending a 
Mannequin's right leg to that special teams coach and said, I'd give my right leg to punt for you. Yes. If I'm a Montana golfer, I just send this video. This is how much I love to golf. I made a 12-foot putt in six inches of snow (laughs) to win the state championship. (laughs) How much better will I be if you move me to Arizona or California? (laughs) That's why I'm so interested to see how Riggs Johnson does. If Riggs Johnson's sitting out here stroking 63s in Montana when the wind's blowing 400 miles per hour up on the high line, yeah. What's he going to be shooting when he's in Tempe, Arizona? He might just go down there and just be shooting 65 all day, every day. Well, the wind, probably not the issue in Tempe. Perhaps the golf course, the issue in uh, no Tempe. Doubt. Uh, no doubt. But, uh, no, these these kids, impressive efforts. But Justin Verge, he is a name to watch because now he is a two-time Class AA state champion from Bozeman High School. He's only a sophomore. Do you have his scores there? Uh, uh, he went 73 in the opening round, take mm-hmm. the opening day lead, and then in the snowstorm, he goes 71, the low wow. round of the day. So one under par. His brother, Jordan, shot 74 on day two to finish second. So those two guys definitely forces to be reckoned with. Yeah. And on the uh, girls' side, Billings West senior, Carrie Carpenter. She shot a 75 on the first day and then a 75 on the second day. To wow. Win impressive. As well. So uh, really impressive all, all the way around for uh, all those athletes. And congratulations to them. Bozeman High uh, on the... Boys' side, back-to-back state champions. Uh, so congratulations to the Hawks there as well as their uh, dynasty continues. And then want to remind everybody as well, sticking with the uh, prep, moving to the gridiron, city championship on the line this uh, Friday in Missoula. The Sentinel Spartans and Hellgate Knights going to play a football game Friday evening. And uh, that is, first of all, it's a big game in terms of just the W in the arc of your season. Hellgate wins their first three. They've lost though their their last two. So they're on a two-game skid coming into this thing, three and two. Sentinel, five and one, the number three team in the state right now. Hellgate, this would be the biggest win in terms of you know the the, the quality of the opponent that they would have had of this season, and it would move both of these teams to four and two, and all of a sudden Hellgate is you know a real contender at the state level in terms of you know looking at them from a playoff standpoint and all that. Sentinel, if they win, you know they're six and one, and they remain in that upper tier of teams in in the state of Montana. So this is a, a big game both ways at the halfway point, but of course when a city championship's on the line. It's going to be big no matter what. It's been a long, long, long time since it was Sentinel and Hellgate for the big or yes. for the city championship, not Big Sky. Yes, it has been. Uh, all right. Hour one in the books. If you missed anything in the first hour. Oh, that is our prep extra segment. Excuse me. It's brought to us by Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. Start off the hour number two. Some NFL stuff. Trading blocks and an homage to the great one. Number four, Brett Favre. He's 50 today. Let's talk about it. Quick break. Back after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.